Hello and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. For this year, we've been doing that um, from the book of Joel. And so we've been studying that very popularly unpopular book. (laughs) One of the minor prophets, as they are so-called, not because the message there is minor, but simply because the books are short. And so the last 12 books of the Old Testament in your Bible are called Minor Prophets, just for that very reason. Um, In our journey through the book of Joel, the broad theme um, or the context in which Joel was speaking is in in the sense that God has sent a judgment of locust invasion upon the people of Judah. And as a result of that, Joel was speaking to help the people to understand what that meant and what that implies and what to expect both in the imminent future and ultimately in God's scheme of things. And we've been squeezing out the juice from the verses in that book. Presently, we are in chapter 2 and in verses 28 to 29, where we are in that at least popular verse or verses in the book of Joel because it is quoted in the New Testament about the promise of the Holy Spirit and we've been on that for some three weeks now. In our meeting last week um, for the growth track, we looked at when the promise in Joel 2, 28 to 29 was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come as Luke recorded it and we squeezed out these five Um, thoughts from that we reminded ourselves that God keeps his word and that the Holy Spirit flourishes in unity Bible says they were together in one accord and we made the point that it is not under accord it's just together in unity in that sense then we also noted that suddenly is common with the Holy Spirit because the Bible says and suddenly that calm upper room became a very chaotic scene that attracted everyone from everywhere around Jerusalem. And then we also mentioned that the Holy Spirit is missional and global. And lastly, we drew a a similarity between the intoxication of alcohol or wine and the intoxication of the spirit in that sense. Excuse me. So today we want to zoom in on... um, verses 28 to 29 yet again and dwell a little bit more we actually touched on this two weeks ago a little bit more on the fact that it is significant that when this spirit was poured out it was poured out indiscriminately and then we're going to look at another passage in the book of Acts where this is underscored and we're going to just give a short reflection on that as the Lord permits Joel chapter 8 chapter 2 verse 28 to 29 And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit 
in those days. This is exactly the passage that Peter went on to quote in Acts chapter 2, and we read that together last week. We already mentioned, like I said, two weeks ago um, about this fact that when this spirit, when this pro prophecy was fulfilled, we saw that there was an indiscrimination in the way it was fulfilled. In the Old Testament, not everybody had the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it comes upon certain people, even sometimes it leaves them. We knew that once upon a time, Samson was filled by the spirit and he did all sorts of exploits. But when he violated the terms of his Nazarite laws, Bible says the spirit, he did not know that the spirit had departed from him. He wanted to do what he used to do, but he couldn't do it again. But we know that now in the new dispensation of the fulfillment of this prophecy, not only is the Holy Spirit available to everyone that is welcome into the family of God, is here to stay with us forever. Jesus said, and he will abide with you forever. It's a promise that indeed has been fulfilled. But also we noted that it is cutting across gender, it's cutting across age, it's cutting across class, it's available to any and everyone. So what we want to zoom in on is to ask ourselves, what does this indiscriminate outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what does it mean to us today? What does it mean that the young five-year-old or seven-year-old in CEU and yourself that is seated here right now, and be filled with the Holy Spirit, irrespective of whether they are boys or girls, men or women, rich or poor, um, British or African, and etc., etc. That's what we want to think through together. To help us do that, we're just going to pick out an excerpt from Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, when the Spirit of God came upon the Gentiles for the first time, so if you are reading the book of Acts, which is a continuation of the book of Luke, Luke wrote both of them, and he began to give this account about how the church of God spread it in the first century. The first eight chapters, all you keep seeing after what happened in Acts chapter 2 that we read last week, is happening around Judea in Jerusalem. There is nothing happening in the Gentile world yet in terms of the Spirit of God being poured out. In Acts chapter 8, there was serious persecution after the death of Stephen, and then the people began to run away from Jerusalem, carrying, of course, the fire of the Spirit with them. It was in that context that the Holy Spirit came to those in Samaria through the ministry of Philip. And we saw that in chapter 8. But in chapter 10, for the very first time, this same spirit was going to break away out of the entire Jewish community into a new set of people. The first Gentile, if you will, that will experience the outpouring of the spirit of God. And it was to a man by the name of Cornelius who came, uh, he had the revelation, a dream. And then in the dream he was told, he saw an angel that told him to send for Peter. When Peter came, this was the sermon that Peter preached that led to their baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I want us to read it together. And maybe in two minutes, we can take one or two or three contributions and then we'll wrap it up or pick it up from there next week. Acts 10, 34 to verse 48. By the way, before Peter would even agree to come and minister to this Gentile family, he himself, God had to first of all show him a revelation three times in which God told him to take what, thank you, what he would normally eat. I mean, normally not eat. And God told him to eat it. And he said, no, it is unclean. 
And God said, if I've called it clean, who are you to say it is unclean? That was God preparing his mind for this encounter that he was going to have. So Peter said, I'm reading from the voice translation. It is clear to me now that God plays no favorites, that God accepts every person, whatever is our culture or ethnic background may be, that God welcomes all who revere him and do the right thing. You already know that God sent a message to the people of Israel. It was a message of peace, peace through Jesus the anointed, who is the king of all people. And now in verse 39, it says, the people of our capital city, that's Jerusalem, they killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him up on the third day and made it possible for us to see him. That's the gospel. First Corinthians 15, he preached the gospel to them. Christ died. He was buried. He resurrected on the third day. He appeared to um, some. That was what he even said in verse 41, but we skipped that. Verse 42, he told us to spread this message to everyone and to tell them that he is the one whom God has chosen to be judge, to make a just assessment of all people, both living and dead. All people. He's the God of all people, Jews and Gentiles. And then verse 44, Peter was not planning to stop at this point, but the Holy Spirit suddenly interrupted and came upon all the people who were listening. And they began to speak in foreign languages, just as the Jewish disciples did on the day of Pentecost. And their hearts overflowed in joyful praises to God. Peter's friends from Joppa, all of them Jewish, all of them circumcised. They were stunned to see that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on outsiders, even on Gentiles. So Peter had them baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the new disciples asked him to stay for several more days. Now look at that story. And I've tried my best to give a bit of context so that we can understand where we are jumping in from. And go back to the question that we're asking ourselves for today. What does this indiscriminate outpouring of the Holy Spirit what does it mean to us today? What does it mean that it is not only some people in Israel that can be filled with the Spirit of God, but someone in Timbuktu or one corner of Asia or somewhere here in Liverpool could also be filled by the Spirit, no matter their age, their gender, or their class, or their ethnicity? What does that mean for us today? I just need one or two thoughts and then we'll wrap up and continue from there next week. Yes, sir. Sister Ife. Adalbena. Praise the Lord. Um, what it means to me is that you shouldn't look down on anybody. Uh, God can use anybody. He says, the song that says, if you can use anything, you can use me, Lord. God can use even raised stones. He said, you can raise stones to be children for Abraham. So you don't have to look down on anybody because God can use the person that you're looking down on. The person can be on fire for God tomorrow. And that's what I from that praise the lord hallelujah thank you very much any other thoughts the thickness of greener praise god hallelujah um 
the way I see it is that uh, because when Christ was on the world, he said that we will send us a comforter. And that is the comforter he sent to us that live with us. And because of that, we are able to do what we do because the Holy Spirit is not living inside us. It's not coming and going anymore, but it's inside us as long as we do the right thing by God's grace. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. One last contribution. I think Mr. Desanya wants to say something. Um, I think it's the indiscriminate nature of the Holy Spirit is also saying that it's not by our own power or by our own might. It's God that does what it pleases. So it comes down and ministers um, and it witnessing us. So, um, so yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I mean, we could go on and on, but we are really at pressed for time. Some of the things that had been shared are also part of the thoughts um, that came up from the outline. Um, that we should not be too quick to discredit other denominations, for example, um, to think that maybe God is only in our church. God, Jesus has many children, or God has many children all around the world in different um, contexts. And there is no expression of the body of Christ that fully gets it. We see in parts, we prophesy in parts. So there are parts that we might be big on as a denomination and we are enjoying the dividends thereof. But there are other parts and other sites that some other people would um, be bigger on in that sense and we can learn from one another. So by extension, we should not be too quick to form prejudices about fellow believers from other tribes or ethnic origin. We read from Acts 10. By the time we get to Acts 15, we see that it has become a big deal that when God began to reach out to the Gentile community, the Jewish people were no longer happy. They wanted those people to become Jews for them to have a legitimate Christianity. And that's not right. You don't have to become someone else to become a Christian. You are who you are, irrespective of your heritage, which leads on to the third point that we can be true to the positive values in our ethnic heritage and our Christian heritage at the same time. If there is anything in your culture, in where you are coming from, that is still of God, why not if not? Hold on to that. It doesn't, being a Christian doesn't, say so you should start respecting your parents in a cultural sense, in the way that it will be expected of you to do. It doesn't stop you from being generous or being communal or whatever the positive values that are in our respective heritages in that sense. You can be that. God wants to use that to contribute to the wider body of Christ. And that leads us to the last point that by the Holy Spirit, the gospel is able to cross cultural barriers you as a person god can use you to cross cultural barriers in spreading the good news all that peter came to do was to tell them the gospel christ died he was buried he rose again he appeared to some of us he sent us with this great commission to go and make disciples of nations. Bible says, while he was yet speaking, Acts 10, 44, the spirit of God came upon the people. That's, that's all. 
that's all it takes to begin this cross-cultural endeavor. The Holy Spirit wants to reach out to people from anywhere and everywhere. And he can do that, like Edward Bena said, even through you. If he can use anything, he can use you. May the Lord bless his words in our hearts in Jesus' name. In conclusion, the body of Christ is not made up of only one kind of people group. God has many children across the globe and the body is being held together by that which every joint supplies. That's actually from Ephesians 4, I think verse 16, that the body of Christ is being held together by that which the joints in Africa, the joints in Asia, the joints in Liverpool, the joints anywhere and everywhere in one denomination or the other, by that which every joint supplies. So let us endeavor to engage in the cross-cultural and indiscriminate ministry of the Holy Spirit in and through us especially when it comes to looking at these young people that are just coming up, these preteens and teenagers, there is something they are carrying, which we should as adults begin to discern and nurture. God will be drawing some of them to you to mentor them, to disciple them, to tutor them. Let's begin to be more intentional in doing that so that we can all get the all round gift that God wants to bless his church with. Mm -hmm.